When it comes to tourist destinations in the United States, there are a few that come to mind more than the Black Hills of South Dakota. From the iconic Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse monuments, to the historic town of Deadwood, and the motorcyclers town of Sturgis, there is no lack of reasons to visit. On top of these man-made attractions, there is also just the pure beauty of the Black Hills, the short drive to the west for the grandeur of Devil's Tower. As well as these longtime tourist destinations, did you know that the Black Hills is home to a quickly growing craft beer scene? With breweries popping up all throughout the hills, the family and I stopped into Lost Cabin Beer Company in Rapid City, South Dakota to rest after a day of adventuring, and we found a friendly environment that seemed to encapsulate the feel of the hills. I'm Andy Erickson, and on this episode of the Thirsty to Explore podcast, we're talking with Jesse Scheitler and Tom Silbernagel from Lost Cabin Beer Company about what it means to be in the Black Hills, helping their community, aerial mapping, and the growing beer scene in the area. All right, well, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Um, why don't you uh, just give me a little introduction of who you are and then what you do for the, uh, the brewery. Uh, my name is Jesse Scheitler. I am uh, co-founder, uh, one of the owners of Lost Cabin Beer Company. Uh, opened up about six years ago, and uh, I do you know, a lot of the boring business stuff and then uh, a lot of the uh, the branding side of things. Tom and I were, were home brewers before we got things started, and you know, divide and conquer once we started the business. And So we were both wearing a lot of hats for, for quite a while, but... Uh, yeah, that's kind of where we settled in now. Yeah, <clears throat> Tom Silvernagel. Uh, Jesse and I started this up in our garages, you know, kind of just crazy ideas and and uh, brewing some batches of beer. And uh, I do most of the uh, overseeing of the brewery side as far as production and and uh, you know putting the recipes together and and uh, keeping everybody kind of. You know, pointed in the right direction and fixing things. That's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Fixing things. <laughs> There's no shortage of that for sure. So, uh, yeah, we both wear a lot of hats, you know, in the company. And it has to do with most of our, our staff, you know, they all pretty capable of everything. So, um, so you guys are in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, uh, in the Black Hills there, um, in a very touristy area. Do you guys see a lot of uh tourists coming through or is it a lot of locals or what kind of makes up the uh, the people who come into lost cabin a lot of both we, we definitely get quite a bit of tourists in during the uh during the summer months but uh i would say the majority of our business is locals and regulars and you know we're kind of a little bit off the the tourist beaten path so we're uh, you know about a mile west of downtown so really it's you know a lot of people after work or or uh, on their way out for the night. Yeah, when we, you know, the Sturgis Rally is kind of the biggest event of the year out here, and it's typically our slowest, you know, week of the summer in the tap room because, you know, a lot of our uh, local, uh, you know, customers do kind of go and do something else for the week. <laughs> <laughs> hide out a little bit, and then the rally traffic doesn't make up for it, really. So <clears throat> it's kind of hit and miss, you know? Yeah. Um, so as, as a visitor to the brewery, uh, what can someone expect from you guys? Like, uh, do you specialize in a certain style of beer or, um, yeah, you know, we got a lot of nice approachable beers, whether they're hoppy or malty or, um, you know, being out here in 
South Dakota, you know, we kind of cast a pretty wide net and brew a lot of different beers, you know, and not be tied in on just IPAs here. But, you know, right now we got a good set of lagers on that are all really light, super approachable, you know. Got some great hoppy beers, too. Got a good seasonal right now. It's a session IPA, so um, dandy horse. Yeah, so I got a few different sours on all the time, too, so... Try to anyway. That seems they're pretty popular. So it's the new IPA. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh it's been a few years since I, I made it in there, but you guys had some pretty some pretty unique things going. Uh what's the kind of craziest thing you got on tap right now? Well, it's hard to say. Uh you know, we got we have a barrel program going too. We uh you know, like Tom said, cast a pretty wide net and usually have, you know, twenty-five plus taps rotating at all times. So uh, you know, right now, something that's been doing good for us is uh, the electric taco truck, kind of a margarita inspired sour that's uh, uh, Goza that does pretty well for us. And now that we're getting, you know, into the fall time, we're, we're pretty lager heavy. We got a Dortmunder on, we got, uh, you know, a Munich Hellas going. So at the end of the day, we're, you know, drinking beers that, that we want to drink. So a lot of it's, uh, a lot of it goes with the season and with the weather. Sure. Um, so you guys have to go options, I'm guessing since you just held up a can you do, but, uh, you want to let people know about, about what that might be. Yeah, we have four packs of 16 ounces, pretty much all of our products other than the barrel age stuff. That's going to be some, uh, 350 milliliter bottles on those. So. And, uh, in regards to food trucks, I know you guys don't have a kitchen, but I know you have uh, rotating food trucks coming in. Yeah, we actually don't have a kitchen. Uh, it was, you know, very intentional from day one that uh, myself and, and Tom's wife, who runs our events and sales, uh, we came from food. And you know, starting up, very intentionally, we never wanted to be a restaurant that also makes beer. And uh, so, yeah. so we're strictly a brewery. We have a nice relationship with food trucks that uh, that rotate daily. And you know, heading into the cold months, it gets a little limited, but. Uh, gives us a chance to focus just on beer and do you know one thing well rather than try and tackle 10 things sure and uh you know my understanding too is if you don't have a kitchen then you can have uh like d- pets come through dogs come through easier is that uh, pretty dog uh, heavy yeah it's you know any given day there might be just as many dogs as people <laughs> uh we do uh, a pretty cool dog calendar usually every year that uh, that goes back to some local pet charities and um, yeah, definitely a spot. I think we've had a goat come in. We've had a parrot. <laughs> uh, we've had quite the range of animals through the tap room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beer was named after one of the pigeons. So we did have a resident <laughs> pigeon for a while. <laughs> what was that called? Oh, Jerry the Pigeon. He was pretty, uh, pretty well known. He'd grab like a French fry off the floor and just cruise around with it. <laughs> uh you guys kind of mentioned um you know your dog calendar for uh for some fundraising uh i noticed on your website you guys looks like you do quite a bit of charity work or uh collaborations or just giving your own hours to things um can you address you know what you guys work on is there things you do annually or is it just kind of whatever people come in with yeah, kind of a mix. Uh, we do give all of our staff 40 paid volunteer hours a year so they can, you know, spend some time with the charity that they care about and they're passionate about. And, 
you know, really community involvement is huge. We're not in a big market by any means. I think we're in the second biggest city in the state and there's 70,000 people here. So, you know, being close to our community and, and giving back whenever we can. This is where we raise our kids. This is where our families live. So, you know, trying to bring that kind of culture and, and encourage our staff to do the same. Uh, as far as, you know, collaborations and things like that, we just had a group do uh, uh, the polar plunge for Special Olympics the other day. So, you know, I jumped into some icy water and raised about 2500 for the South Dakota Special Olympics. So, you know, it's nice to be in a position to have the opportunity to, to give back like that. Uh, so I was peeking around your your website and uh, I was looking at your your bios at you two. Um, gave me a couple questions I want to ask. Um, so Tom says that you are a aerial mapper before being a brewer, and it's kind of what got you into beer. Uh, first, what does an aerial mapper actually do, and <laughs> how does that translate into your beer career? Um, yeah, so. Aerial mapper, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we traveled around and, and took um, either photography or 3D laser data and mapped the surface of the earth to do like floodplain mapping or, you know, county maps or anything like that that um, we were contracted to do. So a lot of floodplain stuff is what we did. But we got to travel around a lot um, all over the U.S. and see, you know, just little different areas. And there was, you know, a lot going on beer-wise outside of South Dakota. And that's just something I kind of picked up on. I started brewing a little bit here and there, you know, just doing some uh, some partial mashes or, <clears throat> you know, some – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not all grain, but uh, extract extract stuff, you know, and just doing it on the stovetop and kind of worked our way up into, you know, doing the all grain batches with Jesse and I. And yeah, just seeing what, what was out there, though, really kind of inspired us to get something going here. We like, we knew it happened. It's just kind of a matter of time when, when it would happen. So we wanted to be on the front side of that. And, and at the time, I mean, South Dakota's kind of was a craft beer desert for a long time. I mean, 10 years ago, you'd be lucky if you found, you know, a Sam Adams seasonal or, or people would drive across the, across the border over into Wyoming to get some New Belgium fat tire. So there was quite a while where, you know, if you wanted good beer, you either had to drive for it or brew it yourself. Yeah. It seems to be the common thread I've noticed. I mean, I've talked to a few breweries now through this, and it's been the same thing. It's like th there has been a boom, you know, in the past 10 years, more recently, past like five years, I think. But, yeah, it was nowhere. Now it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'd always ask the pilot how much extra weight we could put on the plane. Yeah. Load up with a few extra cases of beer. <laughs> Blackbeard Porter was kind of the one I was always chasing back in the day. Uh, so, uh, looking at your bio, Jesse, um, it says that you came from a small town in Iowa. Well, I live in Iowa right now, so I'm uh, partially curious of what small town that is. Go Hawkeyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, grew up born and raised in Lamar's, Iowa. Uh, it's north of Sioux City, about 20 miles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm on the, uh, on the, on the eastern side, so yeah, pretty I'm far sorry. away from that. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a good place to be from, but uh, I wouldn't trade the Black Hills for anything. No, it's beautiful there. Yeah, I mean, on the river, uh, river valley here is not too bad. So you know, I you guys are from Mars, Blue Bunny ice cream, and, and our friends at Wise Eye Brewing there. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are, you know, obviously surrounded by a lot of attractions, you know, um, and things to do. What do you have a personal favorite or is it just because it's so much in your backyard? You don't even think about it anymore. Well, there's a lot of tourist traps out here in the hills, but really, I mean, it is it's the outdoors for me. And, uh, and that was something, you know, Tom and I had in common from day one is, is just the love for the outdoors kind of on different ends of the spectrum. Where, you know, I love going snowboarding or out hiking and Tom's big hunter, fisher, camping. And the hills just have so many opportunities to, to get out there and, I don't know, enjoy nature without mass amounts of people. The front range of Colorado is, is packed full of people trying to do the same thing as you. And, and here you can drive five miles out of town, be in the middle of nowhere and well said. <laughs> uh, so uh, as i talked about there's a lot around you what is the closest to the brewery of something that that might be coming through as a tourist would do across the street yeah we're uh we're right you know we're pretty lucky with uh where we ended up as far as the location we share our tap room location with a bike shop and a ski shop and we're right across the street from a big trail system and some fly fishing and you know, so you don't have to look too hard in, in the hills to find some outdoors and find some, some recreation. And the area is exploding right now. I mean, there's, there's new businesses opening up all the time and good time to be in the hills. So just kind of some more fun questions here. Um, so the four presidents on Mount Rushmore, which one would you most want to have a beer with? And what would that beer be? Sounds like a top question. Yeah, this sounds like someone on our job application. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we like to keep some keep it light and fun like that on some of the job applications. But um, dude, well, I I don't know, man. Um, I think Abe Lincoln could go for a nice milk stout or something. I was thinking Paul Pilsner kind of guy. Paul Pilsner, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> Washington didn't he like grow a bunch of apples and stuff? Like, there you go. Cherry, so I'm cherry. sure he was kind of like into some fermentation anyway. So I'm sure like to hear what he had to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> what of your beers would you want to share with him? <laughs> uh, which one of our beers? Yeah, maybe a Dakota Common. You know, like I said, we're brewing a lot of lagers and we got a lot of approachable things out here. We know where we're at in the Midwest and at the end of the day, you know, we mow our lawns too and we like drinking beers on boats too. So a nice, easy drinking lager, I think uh, the founding fathers would, would get along with. So if you guys were stranded in Lost Cabin with, you know, with only another brewery's beer to drink, what beer would that be? Ooh. Naming names. I'm probably in the Sierra Nevada camp. That was one of the first beers that made me fall in love with craft beer. You know, it'd probably be a tie for them and, and Odell Brewing out of Fort Collins. That I think both those organizations just do a bang up job. And I've never had a bad beer from them. You know, I'm pretty confident picking up anything that says Sierra Nevada or Odell and knowing it's going to be quality. And, and uh, you know, I've brewed with integrity. I like the way they run their companies and I like their sauce. 
You got one, Tom? Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, what's going to hold up the best in those kind of conditions? Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we placed again on this island? I think Uh, we're stranded in a lost cabin. Just in a lost cabin itself. Oh, okay. Which is actually the case quite often that we're stranded here in a lost cabin. Yeah. I like that you're getting so technical. I kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, I, I said that uh, that Blackbeard Porter was kind of my go-to, you know, and what got me into it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the shoots is nice. So uh, of people coming into, to, you know, someone come. so the podcast is about beer and about people traveling. You know, I want people to come, you know, come to a place like people will come to uh, Rapid City there and visit you guys, do more than just hitting up the tourist attractions, you know, sitting down with locals and having a drink or having some food or something like that. Uh, what would you tell someone coming into town the best way to enjoy uh, the Black Hills? I, I know you're very big on the, the outdoorsy stuff, but um, is there anything else you would add to, to something like that? Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a great... <clears throat> The great food scene out here too, you know, it's popping up all over. Every little town throughout the hills has kind of got their own little thing going, you know, between you know the Alpine and Hill City and uh, Custer. They got uh, um, several good places: Black Hills Burger and Bun, and uh, it's one I'm missing. Oh, the Wolf, Skogan, and uh, all through the Rapid, you know, too. There's tons of good places and. Uh, so it's kind of coming along with the beer scene, you know, as well out here. And um, but man, yeah, just getting out in some in the outdoors itself, you know, and hiking and hitting some kayaks and whatnot. It's definitely the best way to enjoy it, you know. Yeah, and I think you know, as far as brewery tourism goes, we need to get you back out to the Black Hills because it has <laughs> really exploded in the last few years. When we opened up, I mean. As homebrewers, we were, you know, kind of tossing around the crazy idea of, you know, that goes through every homebrewer's mind at some point in time. Like, well, what if we turn this into a business? And, you know, so we both uh, at one point quit our jobs and decided that, uh, you know, if we don't open a brewery in Rapid City right now, somebody else is going to, and we're going to go to their brewery and, you know, be resentful and bitter about how we would have done things. And at the time, you know, there was town of 70,000 people with uh, one at the time very small brewery that's since expanded and uh, another brewery that's you know more of a brew pub restaurant and so we decided that uh, we wanted to be Rapid City's first full-time brewery and do nothing but beer every day and you know since then there's a brewery that's opened up a block from us there's you know Woodland Republic downtown kind of focusing on some sours and spontaneous ferments there with a cool ship we got cohort on the other end of town and then in the hills and spearfish and and all over that it's just exploded there's so many breweries in the hills right now you could make a week out of it just just visiting the, the breweries in the black hills you yeah, so you don't have to twist my arm to get me back out there <laughs> um uh so that's pretty much what i i had to ask you guys i don't know if there's any final things you wanted to add to that we might have missed that you thought people might want to know or um yeah, I mean, you know, it's we've had a lot of support. We've been uh, pretty lucky with uh, with the local support that we've got and the community involvement. Uh, so, about uh, I guess it'd be 
February of 2019, we had bought uh, a new facility. So we have our tap room and, and seven barrel brew house there, but we uh, were sitting right now at our production location with the 30 barrel system over there and and uh, did move into packaging. So so we have beer now statewide from, uh, from border to border in South Dakota and then starting to sell some into uh, Wyoming here in the last year. So we're excited to, uh, yeah, spread that Lost Cabin vibe and get some more beer out there and get some cans and some more hands and have a good time. I know you guys were a, a big part of when we were, me and my family were vacation in there. It gave us a nice little, we came back from visiting Devil's Tower and stopped in and had a few and it was a good way to cap off the night on our, our family adventure. So um, yeah, I appreciate it. We a great crew. I mean, our, our taproom crew, our brew crew, everybody, you know, the admin admin team and the offices everybody you know the the give a shit level is is very high here everybody really is passionate about what we're doing we just brought a quality gal in that uh was in mississippi or yeah mississippi and uh and columbus ohio before that so you know we're really excited about the team we've been able to build here and and uh, the passion that they all bring to the table we're just trying to keep the ship upright, but, but really those guys are the ones on the ground doing the, doing the real work. And so I guess that'd be the last thing I'd add is just a shout out to an awesome team that, that we have around us that yeah, for sure allows us to, to do what we do. All right. Well, thank you again for, for talking with me and uh, hopefully I'll be back out there in not too long. Absolutely. Yeah. Thirsty to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com, where you can go to search our database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help you find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan your visit. We'd like again to thank Tom and Jesse from Lost Cabin for talking with me. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. And if you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts, as well as links to Brewerism. Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with us. 